What's up, everybody? Welcome back. It's Hanging with Mr. Douglas time. And this time, before we embark on our next journey in the literary exploration of the powers of our subconscious mind, I'm thinking we're going to be doing a Neville Goddard book here before we get into really interesting uh, subject matter. You know, I'd very much like to explore the Tulpa experience, servitors, uh, thought forms, basically, that you can turn over some kind of agency to, and uh, they then, on the mental plane, begin to work for you. And we'll be getting into that. That is a very fascinating thing to me, and there are stories all over the internet that I have discovered all about how the Tibetans would uh, talk tulpa talk, and uh, how they would find interesting and like ancient bits of information buried in rocks and mountains, and the tulpas would be like, yo, it's over here, you should get me. Crazy stuff. But uh, so first, here, today, what I wanted to do is just go over a few choice moments within the power of your subconscious mind that I have uh, snip-snipped and placed in their own listenable files on the YouTube. So if you go to uh, my channel, Mr. Douglas, M-I-S-T-3-R-D-O-U-G-L-A-S, on YouTube, you'll be able to check out summaries of all of the chapters of the power of your subconscious mind, as well as these little itty-bitty bits. Uh, just as micro meditations, as moments of affirmation and kind of uh, alignment, if you will, for the mind in any moment. You know, if you're sitting on the toilet, if you are relaxing on the bus, on the train, if you are pacing in circles in your own place of residence, like I am, and I'm sure we all are at times, increasing in these increasingly wild times. It's a wonderful way to move yourself out of that circle, out of that spiral, out of that repetition of sometimes not so fun thought and into something else that your mind can consider and, if you'd like, plant into your subconscious mind. And so, here we go. First, super short, and it's all about our desire. The infinite intelligence which gave me this desire leads, guides, and reveals to me the perfect plan for the unfolding of my desire. I know the deeper wisdom of my subconscious is now responding, and what I feel and claim within is expressed in the without. There is a balance, equilibrium, and equanimity. Right? I really like that one. The infinite intelligence which gave us this desire is going to be working through us to have that desire come to fruition. There's a reason we have the desire we have. And I'm not just talking about I'd like potato chips now desire. I'm talking about that inborn, mm, this is how I am identifying with myself on a, on a very deep, and substantial level this go-round. It's a wonderful thing to remember, to take hold of, and to recognize, right, this, this thing within me is 
meaningful and there's a meaning behind why I feel such meaning behind it. Anyway, I like that one a lot. Nice, short, sharp, chap. And it's a good way to put that mind at ease. Next up, a simple technique for guidance. Here is a simple technique you can use to receive guidance on any subject. Quiet the mind and still the body. Tell the body to relax. It has to obey you. It has no volition, initiative, or self-conscious intelligence. Your body is an emotional disc which records your beliefs and impressions. 1. Mobilize your attention. Focus your thoughts on the solution to your problem. Try to solve it with your conscious mind. 2. Think how happy you would be about the perfect solution. Sense the feeling you would have if the perfect answer were yours now. 3. Let your mind play with this mood in a relaxed way. Then, drop off to sleep. When you awaken and you do not have the answer, get busy about something else. Probably, when you are preoccupied with something else, the answer will come into your mind like toast pops out of the toaster. Or for the kids of the 80s and 90s, Pop-Tarts, yeah. Or on special days, toaster strudels. Mm. <laughs> okay, this one I really like because it, while it does, it, it kind of glosses over the beginning of, you know, make sure you can relax, tell your body to relax, your body's just going to listen to you. And I certainly can attest that uh, the body doesn't immediately go, okay, whatever you say, boss. It doesn't, uh, doesn't always do that. But it will listen to you. And make no mistake, the body is not the boss. The body will respond, especially if you continue at it and say, no, I want to relax, I want to relax, I want to relax. And uh, there is, there's another short clip that we'll be addressing in a little bit that uh, is uh, an aid for insomnia, but really it is just a way to go through the body and relax the body. And that'll be something else we'll actually be talking about. Um, the insomnia and uh, help with sleep walk down actually is really close to some work that I did uh, while I was at the uh, conservatory uh, at the theater school. We would do pretty much energy work. We would imagine energy going from spot to spot in your body and having that energy's purpose be to relax the body. I didn't know it was energy work. I just thought it was a really nice meditation from our movement teacher. But as it turns out, Robert Bruce, who is a, uh, an authority on energy work and astral projection, uh, guys from Australia, Astral Dynamics, Energy Work, two great books by him. He uh, uh, talks about moving energy through your body just like this. And this kind of movement helps put the mind in charge of the body. And I, I got to tell you, you know, stress is heightened these days. And so sleeping is not always immediate. And that, I, I, this is what I do. This is what this is what I will do. I will move energy uh, through my body, starting with my toes and going up my legs, or starting at the top of my head, depending on you know if I want to shake it up a little bit. But uh, that kind of 
movement of energy through your body will help place the mind at the forefront over the body and the body will be a willing participant, not, uh, you know, a rambunctious doggo on the other end of the leash. But anyway, after this simple technique moves through you relaxing your body, and I love the term, mobilize your attention on the solution to your problem. Try to solve it with your conscious mind, and that is just start chewing on it. You know, start going through it. Okay. Now, currently, I am uh, moving from using one audio workstation to another. I moved from, I'm moving from GarageBand over to uh, the Adobe Creative Suite. And just chewing on ways, and this is going to be really, really minuscule, but chewing on ways to optimize the sound and eliminate or greatly reduce any kind of background interference. I really had to first think about it hard, try to think about, okay, what ways can I find out this information? YouTube clips, hey, thank you. Uh, you know, the Adobe, you know, help guide, Google, Quora, DuckDuckGo, if you don't want your searches tracked, all that stuff. And just going through it, chewing through it, you know, beginner's guides, how to record for voiceovers, for audiobooks, for podcasts. And there's a lot of information out there. So first, consciously chew through it, go through it, basically bring your attention to what it is that you want to solve. Put that spotlight of conscious attention in the direction that you'd like to go. And if you can hear the noise in the background now, I don't know if you can, it sounds like they're power washing my next door neighbor's entire house, which is great. You know, we all need to clean. Get that house nice and clean. Now, step two, think about how happy you would be once you have the solution. And, you know, just consider when was the last time you came across the answer to an issue that was vexing you, something that was preoccupying your mind, and then all of a sudden, ah, oh, oh, that's the answer. That's the right thing I need to do. That's the direction I need to walk in. And then that feeling that corresponds with that new thought. What is that feeling? How does that feel to find the answer? And this, as we move forward, uh, you know, Joseph Murphy talks about it really well, as does Neville Goddard, which we will address, is uh, feeling in the end, living in the end, as if the answer is already there. So we start with putting the conscious attention on the issue we're looking to get resolved. Then we take our conscious attention and we shift it from the issue to the outcome. Uh, and not the outcome in specificity, but the end feeling, the end result. What's it like when it's all done? And another really interesting thing is this is a very common hypnotherapy technique where they will uh, put you in a trance state. And, and I can actually do this now because I'm a hypnosis practitioner. Thank you, Udemy and the Academy of Ecology and Ramsey Kane. It's great stuff. Dense material. Anyway, they will basically future pace you, put you in a trance state, and ask, when everything has been resolved, when everything is solved, when you are done, when you are right where you want to be, how does that feel? What does it feel like to be in the place after everything has been put into its proper place? What does that feel like? And that is exactly what Joseph Murphy here is talking about. What does it feel like in the end when that issue has been resolved? 
So instead of circling that problem, 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 we look at the problem and then you go, okay, that's the problem. And that, that is what I want solved. So here, boom, how does it feel for it to be solved? And then step three is just hang out there. Hang out there in a happy, playful way. Enjoy that sensation. Uh, do a little Robert Brucing. Move that sensation throughout your body. See what that's like. And, uh, you know, I am no amazing medical professional. I will, however, say that, um, and I did mention it previously on a couple episodes, that I was going through a throat issue. Um, a couple of years ago, two years ago, I had a, a throat scare where um, it felt as if I had torn something and it freaked me out and I got real scared and I didn't know what to do with it and I didn't have insurance at the time. So I went to the emergency room. Hey, that cost a pretty penny, but they couldn't find anything wrong with it. Uh, but I still felt funky. And so I did what Joseph Murphy did. And hey, let me make it a point to say that I did, you know, seek medical attention. Seek medical attention. Get all the information you can. But I did do this. I did say, okay, well, what's it going to feel like? How am I going to feel when it's all done, when it's all good? And uh, after, oh my goodness, I think the initial period of focusing on this, I would take walks during my 15-minute breaks where I worked. And during the walk, I would first focus on the attention of the issue. And then I had a mantra, which we'll do an episode on too, of with every step I take and every breath I take, I feel and heal better and better. And I would do that mantra for the first half of the walk. The second half of the walk, I would imagine that end place, what it felt like for it to be resolved. And like I said, it took about six weeks. And for a time, for a good long time, about a year, actually, it was a-okay. Uh, you know, COVID-19 then happened, and along with it, a whole bunch of other experiences. Stress with interpersonal relations was one of them. And uh, the issue did bubble up again. I, uh, thankfully, was uh, able to seek medical attention yet again, got some cameras jammed down my throats, and with some very cool medical professionals, uh, they were able to say, no, actually, you don't have anything wrong. Uh, with you physically. But the second time around, I made it a point, and it's uh, actually in Joseph Murphy's book. Uh, he says, imagine that, that end position like we're doing here. And I imagined these doctors jamming a camera down my throat and saying, you know what? I can't find anything. I can't find anything. And that was well before I ended up signing up and going to see doctor because that's, you know, the kind of individual that I am, I take a little while to go get things taken a look at, but I got to look at, I got to look at twice, actually, by two different cameras, two different doctors. And they both said exactly that. And it was uh, shocking that the attention that I had given to imagining, imagining, using my power of my mind to hear a doctor say, yeah, actually, I don't see anything wrong with you physically. It's what happened. And it was great. <laughs> I'm very, very thankful for it because here I am able to continue on. So at the end of the third step, he does say, uh, you know, go to sleep, be in that sleepy, dreamy state, go to sleep, allow, you know, once you've allowed yourself to play with what it would feel like uh, thinking about that solution. And when you wake up, if you still don't have the answer to the issue, go about your day, live your life. Don't 
Then come back to that circling on the issue. Preoccupy yourself with other portions of your life. And the answer will pop up, like toast from a toaster. Or a delicious Pop-Tart. Or if it's a weekend and you're having a really good time, toaster's strudel. Mmm. It was the icing packets. You know what I mean? That was, for me, it was, you know, halfway trying to do, like, some really cool artistic something and then just giving up and going, smearing it all on there. (laughs) But yeah, uh, a wonderful, simple technique. And, you know, I'm sure if you've been uh, listening along, a lot of these techniques are going to overlap. Which is one of the things I uh, am excited to continue to explore along with you is there's going to be a lot of Venn diagramming here. So moving forward, as we are, are doing here together, what are those basic points of tapping into the power of our subconscious mind that different facets of human experience have then brought to the fore for us to examine and employ? The cool stuff, simple technique, and I hope all your toaster strudels and Pop-Tarts taste great. All right, now this next one is just another simple mind shifter. But it is a wonderful reminder that the infinite intelligence within us knows. It's got the answers. It's tapped in. All we've got to do is relax and listen. And of course, easier said than done. But it can get easier and easier the more we do it. All right, here we go. The creative intelligence of my subconscious mind knows what is best for me. Its tendency is always lifeward, and it reveals to me the right decision which blesses me and all concerned. I give thanks for the answer which I know will come to me. Infinite intelligence within me knows all things, and the right decision is revealed to me in divine order. I will recognize the answer when it comes. The right decision is revealed to me. I will recognize the answer when it comes. You know that buzz that you get when the right answer is the right answer and it's right there for you. And I, of course, recognize it too. I, of course, also have been there and second-guessed that buzz, that inner buzz going, ooh, but is it right? I don't know. But that's, I mean, that's that, That's what it is. I also appreciate the specificity of stating giving thanks. Giving thanks that I've got this connection and that the answer will come and that I am thankful for that answer coming to me when it does come. I am thankful. Being thankful gets us out of, you know, not being so thankful and thinking that things aren't as great as they are in their own particularly imperfectly perfect way. But it does refocus the mind. And if you can't hear that background noise, I'm so thankful for that too. But (laughs) it does refocus the mind on being thankful. And it sure beats the alternative from being pissy. As I might be, were I not in the mood that I am, enjoying my time here with you, just listening to Next Door Home Improvement Work. Yeah, a great mindset shifter. All right, this next one's a great Aid in helping one relax, helping one pass out, get those helpful Z's. I'm all about it. Also, if you do go to the YouTube page, do you see the kitty cat on the uh, title page, A Meditation for Insomnia Before Bed? And this is not just for insomnia. This really is a wonderful way, like I was saying before, to coach the mind to tell the body, yo, I'm in charge. And it also, it's um, 
it's pleasurable, it's fun. And the results are really interesting. Interesting in that you start to feel it. You start to feel that energy. The more you do it, the more pronounced that sensation of moving energy uh, uh, becomes apparent. Now, in this one, it just says, my feet are relaxed, my legs are relaxed, my back is relaxed, my arms are relaxed, my neck is relaxed, my head is relaxed. But that attention that you're giving to those portions of your body for relaxation is that energy that is talked about in uh, energy work. A really cool way that I first learned uh, how to get in touch with this sensation was to, uh, on your knee or on your forearm, any, you know, place where you can, you know, touch yourself that isn't, uh, you know, conspicuous, um, just to take the opposite hand, let's say you're doing it uh, uh, right forearm, so left hand, and uh, brush back and forth your fingertips on your forearm. Brush them back and forth and lift it up a little bit so that you're brushing it less. So you're just kind of stroking the hairs on your arm. A lot of hairs for me. Stroking it and then lift it even further so that you're just off the hairs. No longer touching them, but you can kind of sense the presence, the heat from your hand. And lift it off just a little bit further. And continue to make the stroking motion. Keeping that sensation of having your hand go back and forth on the portion of your forearm, using your attention to then move that sensation back and forth. And eventually, you know, do it whenever, but eventually try to do it without even initiating with that stroking sensation and see how good you can get with that. In the book Energy Work by Robert Bruce, I believe he mentions doing it on your knee in a circular motion. But that, too, is, uh, is another technique that uh, I have employed to, again, generate that familiarity of moving energy about. All right, so here we go. Meditation for insomnia before bed. Also, before we get into this one, maybe be extra careful. Don't operate heavy machinery. Listen to this. Skip this one if you're driving or something because it is effective in putting you in a relaxed state. So do not operate heavy machinery while you are listening to this meditation for insomnia before bed or handle sharp things, you know. To those who suffer from insomnia, you will find the following prayer very effective. Repeat it slowly, quietly, and lovingly prior to sleep. My toes are relaxed. My ankles are relaxed. My abdominal muscles are relaxed. My heart and lungs are relaxed. My hands and arms are relaxed. My neck is relaxed. My brain is relaxed. My face is relaxed. My eyes are relaxed. My whole mind and body are relaxed. I fully and freely forgive everyone, and I sincerely wish for them harmony, health, peace, and all the blessings of life. I am at peace. I am poised, serene, and calm. I rest in security 
and in peace. A great stillness steals over me, and a great calm quiets my whole being as I realize the divine presence within me. I know that the realization of life and love heals me. I wrap myself in the mantle of love and fall asleep filled with good will for all. Throughout the night, peace remains with me, and in the morning I shall be filled with life and love. A circle of love is drawn around me. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. I sleep in peace, I wake in joy, and in him I live, move, and have my being. My abdominal muscles are relaxed, my ankles are relaxed. Just telling yourself that is getting that relaxation energy going. And it, it, uh, I feel it just telling yourself, okay, um, I am relaxed. And you're going to listen to yourself. You are the one who is talking to yourself most, after all. Once you're in that relaxation station, to say, I forgive everyone of everything that happened to you throughout the day, things that have been holding on to, uh, there's no, or at least a greatly uh, uh, lessened amount of excess tension in your body, so your body doesn't have the opportunity to go, actually, no, I'm still pissed off. By getting that release of thought along with that relaxation of the body certainly will aid in release of repetitive thought that might keep one awake. And, of course, wishing for others all of the best things in life, peace, harmony, health, the cessation of suffering, as the Buddhists would say, is wishing that for yourself. You wish that for somebody else. That you, you, you're, not, you're not holding on to those nasty, toxic thoughts. You are actually generating them and wishing them for somebody else, which means you're, being, you're generating them for yourself because they're being generated from within you. That can only be good. And at the very end, he does say, and in him I have, he says, and in him I have move and live in my being. And that, to me, heads back to the Kabbalion information where the one is all, the all is one. There is no escaping this world or living in separation, really. You're, you're in it. We're in it. And to have that realization that we are in it, we're a part of it, I think would aid in a nice night's sleep, or at least a more effective nappy-poo. But yeah, oh, listen to that. All right, it works out. Yeah, no heavy machinery with that one. All right, next one is a lot of fun. I, I actually do enjoy this one quite a bit. Um, instill your special person into your subconscious mind. And if you do listen to, I believe it's chapter 14, of uh, The Power of Your Subconscious Mind, Joseph Murphy goes into pretty specific and slightly different versions of this for uh, men and women, but the message overall is the same, and so I made one for everybody. So you don't have to go gender-specific if you don't want to. This is just a wonderful, all-encompassing, yo, put it in your head, instill your special person into your subconscious mind. 
Sit down at night in your armchair. Close your eyes. Let go. Relax the body. Become very quiet, passive, and receptive. Talk to your subconscious mind and say to it, I am now attracting a person into my experience who is honest, sincere, loyal, faithful, peaceful, happy, and prosperous. These qualities which I admire are sinking down into my subconscious mind now, and I dwell upon these characteristics. As I dwell upon these characteristics, they become a part of me and are embodied subconsciously. I know there is an irresistible law of attraction and that I attract to me a person according to my subconscious belief. I attract that which I feel to be true in my subconscious mind. I know I can contribute to their peace and happiness. They love my ideals and I love their ideals. They do not want to make me over, neither do I want to make them over. There is mutual love, freedom, and respect. Right, okay, relax that body. And talk to your subconscious mind. And you are priming your subconscious mind for beneficial qualities that you are looking for in your SP, in your significant special person, but are also wanting to cultivate within yourself. Who doesn't want to be honest, prosperous, happy, successful, healthy, you know, generator of good times? And my goodness, that is precisely what you would want in a partner. But the overall message in this one, you know, I don't have to belabor this, cultivate within yourself what it is that you are looking for in your special person. You loving their ideals and them loving your ideals, that sounds like a real nice virtuous relationship. And not wanting to make each other over, not wanting to change each other, but wanting to celebrate each other and make each other better together than you ever were as individuals. Mmm, that's the way to go. All right, next, choose happiness. And this is, you know, the, the, to me, a wonderful way to start your day. To put, and I've, it's, again, easier said than done, especially with the COVID times going on. We are living in the thick of it. But to wake up every day, and at the beginning of your day, instead of wrestling with taking the blankets off of you and saying five more minutes, hitting that snooze button, let those, and to let, as one of my vo uh, voice teachers, told me when I was in college, to let something is one of the most difficult things initially to do. So don't get me wrong. This is not easy-peasy, lemon-squeezy stuff. But to let those initial thoughts when you rise from sleep into the new day be, I choose to be happy today. I choose happiness. I choose to actively pursue good vibes. That that will make all the difference as the day goes on. Begin now to choose happiness. This is how you do it. When you open your eyes in the morning, say to yourself, divine order takes charge of my life today and every day. All things work together for good for me today.
This is a new and wonderful day for me. There will never be another day like this one. I am divinely guided all day long, and whatever I do will prosper. Divine love surrounds me, enfolds me, and enwraps me, and I go forth in peace. Whenever my attention wanders away from that which is good and constructive, I will immediately bring it back to the contemplation of that which is lovely and of good report. I am a spiritual and mental magnet, attracting to myself all things which bless and prosper me. I am going to be a wonderful success in all my undertakings today. I am definitely going to be happy all day long. And whatever I do will prosper, just like I will prosper by telling myself today is a good day. And how easy is it to think that every day is just like every other day? And so many days can certainly feel like that, but there is no such thing as an actual Groundhog Day, except for Bill Murray in the movie Groundhog Day. But really, every day is different, so there will be no other day like today. Today is the day of today, and no other day will be like it. And you are a spiritual and mental magnet, attracting all things that can benefit you. I mean, hey, you know, we uh, might actually, why not just take this one particular chunk, this Choose Happiness YouTube video, and have that be your alarm. Have that be the first thing you do when you reach for your phone to start your day. Press play on this action just to set yourself up. It's a minute and 10 seconds. Not a bad way to spend the first couple of minutes of your day priming yourself, remagnetizing yourself to all things magnificent for you, and you are magnificent. All right, next. Ah, a technique of forgiveness. The following is a simple method which works wonders in your life as you practice it. Quiet your mind. Relax and let go. Think of God and their love for you. And then affirm, I fully and freely forgive. Mention the name of the offender. I release them mentally and spiritually. I completely forgive everything connected with the matter in question. I am free and they are free. It is a marvelous feeling. It is my day of general amnesty. I release anybody and everybody who has ever hurt me, and I wish for each and everyone health, happiness, peace, and all the blessings of life. I do this freely, joyously, and lovingly. Whenever I think of the person or persons who hurt me, I say, I have released you, and all the blessings of life are yours. I am free, and you are free. It is wonderful. And of course, who doesn't think of the song now when you hear the words, let it go, but let it go. That is the point. And who doesn't want to be free? Release. Be free. Unless you're talking to the alien from Independence Day that is saying, release me. Don't release him. Everybody else, though, totally cool. And again, wishing for all the blessings of life for everybody else is doing that for yourself. 
Of course, you want it. I want it for you. I want it for me. Wish it. Wish it out there. Wish it out there for all the people who, you know, initially you might not want to wish it for. But if there's a quick way to letting it go, that would be one of them. Elsa. Also, fascinatingly, in neurolinguistic programming, they have a technique called the swish technique, where you will imagine a thought that is causing you consternation, frustration. Let's say it's a person. And you imagine that picture, you build that picture out, uh, specifically, design it. And then you build a picture, a competing picture. You build a competing picture out where you are just as happy as you possibly can be. You are light, you are free, you have let all this stuff go. Elsa. And what you do is you swish, and it's called the swish technique. You swish and switch the picture in front of you that is big of the situation that's frustrating you with the picture that uh, makes you happier than a bowl of chocolate raisins. <laughs> Peanut M&Ms, I mean, come on. You switch it or swish it one for the other. And you do this. You keep swishing. You keep Swishing. Every time that image comes up, you go, oh, catch yourself and swish and bring up that bowl of peanut M&Ms and other types of candy you may enjoy. Or whatever it is that really floats your boat, gets you happy, gets you light, gets you going. Swish. You are interrupting the mind's process of tapping into a program of generating frustration and a certain type of anxiety, anger, and... Instead of reinforcing that pathway within your mind, you are building a new pathway, interrupting it, building a new pathway, retraining your brain to instead move in the direction that you want to go in. Because I don't know, but I don't know many people. There are people out there, but I don't know many people that actually enjoy getting all up in arms about whatever. I know I don't. And so swish to peanut M&Ms. It is a kind of similar thing to this technique of forgiveness. Next, live in joyous expectancy. And this one's just another kind of reframer, another short shop, less than a minute, just okay. But the idea of living in joyous expectancy, that whatever it is will come to fruition, whatever chapter you're in the middle of will end, and a new chapter, a new day, a new dawn will happen. The only thing that is constant in our lives is change. Live in joyous expectancy of it. Now, here we go. I realize I am one with the infinite intelligence of my subconscious mind, which knows no obstacle, difficulty, or delay. I live in the joyous expectancy of the best. My deeper mind responds to my thoughts. I know that the work of the infinite power of my subconscious cannot be hindered. Infinite intelligence always finishes successfully, whatever it begins. Creative wisdom works through me, bringing all my plans and purposes to completion. Whatever I start, I bring to a successful conclusion. My aim in life is to give wonderful service, and all those whom I contact are blessed by what I have to offer. All my work comes to fruition in divine order. Infinite intelligence finishes successfully whatever it begins. Now that's not to say that you are just going to think and grow rich, 
But what it is saying that you will prime your subconscious mind with the idea that nothing but the best will inevitably happen, so that as opportunity arises, as these opportunities begin to present themselves to you, you'll go, ah, well, of course, of course, I'm going to take that opportunity. I'm going to dedicate myself to this or that project or action or whatever it is that drives me to get to that expected best place, and that place is expected now. You're not going, oh, but wait, what if it doesn't work out? You're not doing that. You're going, oh, right. If I do that, which this opportunity, I might not have even seen if I didn't prime my mind to think, to look and sense around me for these moments, these opportunities to go toward, you're going to go, yes, of course. Well, of course, I'll do that and things will work out. Maybe I don't know how they'll work out. I often don't. But that's the spice of life. Surprise. Why not make it a happy surprise, a pleasant surprise that bubbles up when you least expect it? You can, if you live, in joyous expectancy. <laughs> now, last but not least, a master technique for overcoming fear. And just as a heads up, it's priming the subconscious mind. A master technique for overcoming any particular fear. The following is a process and technique for overcoming fear which I teach from the platform. It works like a charm. Try it. Suppose you are afraid of the water, a mountain, an interview, an audition, or you fear closed places. If you are afraid of swimming, begin now to sit still for five or ten minutes, three or four times a day, and imagine you are swimming. Actually, you are swimming in your mind. It is a subjective experience. Mentally, you have projected yourself into the water. You feel the chill of the water and the movement of your arms and legs. It is all real, vivid, and a joyous activity of the mind. It is not idle daydreaming, for you know that what you are experiencing in your imagination will be developed in your subconscious mind. Then you will be compelled to express the image and likeness of the picture you impressed on your deeper mind. This is the law of the subconscious. You could apply the same technique if you're afraid of mountains or high places. Imagine you are climbing the mountain. Feel the reality of it all. Enjoy the scenery, knowing that as you continue to do this mentally, you will do it physically with ease and comfort. All right, I mean, it is literally imagining yourself doing the thing that you are afraid to do. Putting yourself in that mental movie and imagining a positive, powerful outcome and doing it, doing it over and over and over again. And what does Joseph Murphy say? Well, he says the same thing that Maxwell Maltz says that I imagine our Neville Goddard experience will say as well, which is you will be compelled to overcome your fear the more you address it, face it in your mind. Well, these are all really wonderful and they are all you will see them linked below uh, individually on the YouTubes visit my YouTube channel Mr. Douglas M-I-S-T-3-R-D-O-U-G-L-A-S take a look take charge and spot those happy surprises that lead to the expectancy of the very best whether it's finding your special person enjoying that wonderful relationship building upon the success of you 
and finding even more as you go along this weird, windy, wonderful path that we all walk called life. Thank you for hanging. And I'll catch you on the next one. Again, next we'll be doing Neville Goddard. And then after that, we're going to take a look at uh, some uh, tulpas, some servitors. Maybe touch upon the egregore situation. As well as talk about mantras, energy work, all these wonderful techniques for us to explore. To allow our lives to be much more enjoyable than we ever even thought before. We've already got it within us. It's just about, you know, tapping in, saying, hey, hey, what you got over there? Let's draw it out in any particular way that we can. Well, I appreciate y'all. Wishing you many happy surprises. <laughs>